Happy Hub Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and Andy's got the day off. He's either sitting in an airport or on a plane headed towards the holy land of Las Vegas. Producer Dan with him. So we're back on StreamYard, and we're able to get our guest, a man you know from everything basically that we do here at Betsperts, Mr. Drew Drail, Whale Capper Dinsick. How are you on this fine morning? A very busy man. Thank you for joining us. Is this your second or third show for the morning? Number three. Number three. <laughs> I'm just whoring it up out there today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. I go went on vacation over the weekend. I didn't get to do any content, so I get back day one. I was just like, yeah, put me on all the shows. Why not? No, but uh, it's exciting to talk to you. It's uh, This is the most exciting time of year as we are at the pointy end of the U.S. Open at the same time as we are all at the uh, the. Uh, season opener for NFL, so I am just absolutely as satisfied as you can be as a sports better. It really is a fantastic time. We'll start with the tennis. Now, yesterday was a little bit of a bummer, honestly. We had a fantastic match with Svitolina Fernandez, and everything else was pretty lame. Felix advances with a retirement. Medvedev takes care of business. Um, Barbara Krejcikova just didn't look right the entire match, and it was fun to watch my girl Sabalenka. But I think today will be a little bit better. The matches look to be pretty tight. And the first one off the board today in our two women's quarterfinals, Belinda Bencic, minus 165 against Emma Raducanu. Again, I'm going to keep saying Raducanu until somebody <laughs> corrects me. Is it actually Raducanu? I have no idea. No one's corrected me. Usually someone okay. does by now. The spread's right around two and a half games. It's a tongue twister for me. I stumbled <laughs> over it in the last show. I like Benchich in this spot, but we were talking about this a little bit pre-show, and I've talked to a handful of people about this. In general, when I'm making a bet, I don't like to make a bet unless I can understand why the line is the way it is. You run some numbers, you look at it, you see an edge, but unless you can really explain to yourself why the market is doing what it's doing... I tend to be pretty hesitant, and I can't figure out this number, Drew. Radu Canu had a great run at Wimbledon, tore through qualifying here. I don't believe has lost a set yet, but as much as I go through and I tweak some things, it's really hard for me to get Belinda Bencic this cheap or Radu Canu this cheap as well. I mean, what do you see in this line? What do you make of Emma's run here, and how do you try to price something like this? I mean, she showed flashes at Wimbledon that she's going to be a special player. Uh, and so the idea that she has backed that up with an impressive run isn't shocking, although it is, it's fascinating to me to see that she can get it done on hard court as well as grass. That's a unique skill set. Um, and it's uh, exciting to have another up-and-coming young talent on the women's tour. The women's tennis scene continues to get better and better and better. Um, and you're likely going to have uh, you know, a first time. Is it for sure we're going to have a first-time slam champion right now? Yeah, it's for sure, right? Uh, the, er, no, these are all all maiden uh, uh, players left, I believe. Yeah, we've got Fernandez and Sabalenka on the bottom, yeah, and then these four women here. So out of neither, the six, of them. Pliskov yeah. has made a Grand Slam final. I think that's as far as anybody's made it. Okay, well, that's a, it's exciting. And uh, I, I agree with your underlying sentiment that Benchich is underpriced. Uh, I made her closer to minus 200 here. Uh, actually, yeah. now I'd at uh, some of the market-making shops, she's out into the minus 180 range. Now we're starting to get. That now you're sense. starting to get there. Now you're starting to get there. Smaller edge there. Um, I played her this morning at uh, you know, Benchich uh, two zero, just because um, Benchich's game takes a little bit of experience to figure out. Uh, she's not a player that you can necessarily just kind of walk in, walk out on the court, and uh, have any kind of a strategic angle against her. Um, and so I think uh, uh, Radakanu is in 
a spot a spot of bother she's going to be in a spot of bother here uh and i think uh, i think db uh comes through in straights yeah i like that i'm gonna probably play benchich minus the games here this match gets underway in about 10 15 minutes so hop in find something to play it i like that too uh, that looks solid the second women's match carolina pliskova a short favorite here minus 130 over maria sacri plus 110 this line looks about right to me. I, I would want, I was hoping for a better number on Zachary. She's been playing some really inspired tennis and loving these conditions. Pliskova, though, has put together a really solid kind of last two months, not just the run to Wimbledon, but you look at her grass season, you look at some of the hardcore tournaments she's played. She's kind of back to being that kind of top 10 um, dangerous and masters tournaments. Pliskova, and this is probably as good of a chance as she's had ever to, you know, again, not only get back to a Grand Slam final, but maybe to win one. This looks just about right to me. Uh, apologies, I didn't update the spread. The spread is not six and a half games, um, and the total is not 35 and a half. So uh, disregard that. But like any that thoughts under. here? Yeah, under yeah, 35 say, and Definitely a half take the under smash. if you get 35 and I'll take plus six and a half with Zachary. I think she's got a chance. Um, in realistic, uh, realistically, though, I, I 100% agree with you. Sac I wanted Zachary at a better price. I was hoping she was going to be in the plus 120 range. There's a couple places actually out there now that she's. It looks like Will Hill might have her at plus 120. Um, if you if you can bet in Czechoslovakia, there's a book that has her at plus 117. For our big check, I think. Yeah, I think I think Zachary's live. Uh, I, you know, Pliskova's. It, it, as cool as it would be to see her finally win a slam and not go into right off into the sunset, having never won a a major tournament. Um, Zachary is playing at a superlative level right now. I thought her composure and her ability to kind of keep it together against Andreescu when she was firing missiles uh, was very impressive. And, uh, you, know, you know, that felt like the de facto final to me. Um, and, you know, ultimately it's going to it's it's going to take Zachary's going to have to make the mistake at this point to work her way out of this tournament. And uh, I have her as the favorite. Yeah, I like her in this spot. I think, honestly, the winner of this match probably moves on to play Sablank in the final. Zachary getting a lot of support from the crowd, a lot of Greek fans there for her. Let's jump into the men's side. We've got another two quarterfinals today. The first one up, Mr. Alexander Zverev playing Lloyd George Harris. Zverev, a prohibitive favorite. The spread right around six and a half games. Remember, this is best of five, so that's six and a half a little more daunting than, than maybe you think or maybe the other way around. I don't know. I always struggle with the six and a half with a minus 650 money line. I'm still not used to that conversion. But, you know, do you think the market has this peg? Does Mr. Harris kind of have a chance here, or does Zverev continue to roll as the man in black? I bet into a Harris uh, as a live dog against Zverev at Cincinnati. <clears throat> we hadn't seen Zverev play in the U.S. hard court swing to that point. He was coming off of his long lag uh, after uh, his Olympic gold medal. <clears throat> and uh, Harris hung on for dear life in the first set there, ultimately losing a tiebreak. And then Zverev absolutely picked his game apart in the second set. It was not even as competitive as the final scoreline indicated. Zverev, I think, wins this comfortably 3-0. I'm not going to lay a six-and-a-half game spread, but I can get uh, Zverev 3-0 at plus 112 right now, and I make fair price on that minus 115. Yeah, I like that look. The six-and-a-half can be dangerous given the propensity for a tiebreaker here. The other match, it's the Wimbledon final rematch. Unfortunately, Mr. Berrettini is not playing the same level of tennis he was in London. Novak Djokovic, again, a prohibitive favorite. And we talked about this was spread on Monday, pretty much the same price to win the tournament as he was at the start. Do you feel any more or less confident in Novak winning this event, and did you have any angles on this match? 
I feel less. I mean, I never felt confident about him winning this <laughs> this uh, winning this tournament. So uh, the fact that he's kind of priced where he's priced right now is still a little bit of a head scratcher to me. I feel like Zverev and Medvedev are showing you far better tennis to this point in the tournament and Djokovic obviously the only guy with any pedigree so he's the market favorite but uh, uh, he's got his hands full and Berrettini's uh, he's not an he's not an easy out uh, you know Djokovic managed to drop a set to Brooksby uh, he dropped a, he there was another uh, one of the youngsters that took a set off him earlier this tournament um, so it's been a little bit of um, a, a rocky road was it Rune yeah Rune got him Rune, yeah, Rune, Rune picked him. off a set. Key Nishikori picked off a set. Key, the ghost of Key Nishikori got a set from him. Um, so if Berrettini picks off a set, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Um, ultimately, the longer this match goes, the more it tilts in favor of Djokovic, and that's you know that's not surprising at all. So if um, you know if perhaps Berrettini steals the first set in a tiebreak, or you know can get the key break he needs to to win the first set six four. Then uh, a live play on Djokovic is absolutely in the cards for me. I have not bet into this match. If you maybe pick a scoreline, I'm giving you Djokovic 3-1. Um, and ultimately, uh, my ideal scenario is Berrettini takes the first set and then Djokovic uh, cleans up the rest. Yeah, I think Djokovic 3-1 is a nice look. Or like you said, just kind of wait to see how it looks live. You have gotten a few chances here to take some better numbers on him. I do agree, though. It seems like this is a nice spot for Medvedev, but I'm not one to pick against Djokovic until he's you know finally over, I guess. I'm not one to try to predict the end here. I guess is what's, what's interesting, what's going to be the most interesting to me here is today's Wednesday. The semifinal between Zverev and Djokovic will be on Friday. Uh, of course, uh, Medvedev is going to get likely an extra day rest uh, before the final. Um, I believe that's the way that worked out. Or are they going to yeah. both? He, is he getting his extra day? Okay, no, sorry, he's getting his extra day now. Yeah, uh, I think they, they, he, li they, they line they, up for they, the they line up the two semis. Okay, it's the Australian Open that does the lopsided, which is just which yeah. is mind-bogglingly stupid in my opinion, but that's okay. Um, so they'll both play their semifinals on. Saturday, I'm going to be fascinated to see who, which, uh, you know, how they uh, order those uh, two matches. They're probably putting Medvedev on first against FAA, is my guess. And then the nightcap will be Zverev Djokovic because that's more of a, um, you know, marquee kind of a deal. Uh, the Zverev Djokovic has the potential to be absolute war. Like that could be an all-timer if Zverev keeps his head in the game and you know just if you know depending on what the conditions are like whether heat humidity etc and depending on how much damage Zverev can do to Djokovic in that spot I still think this is an absolutely perfect opportunity for Medvedev to uh, take him down in the final uh, it's obviously going to take a special performance but uh, he's got it in him yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Spread and I talked ourselves a little bit into Medvedev to win the tournament plus 200 on Monday. So things are lining up nicely for him, and I won't hesitate to back Zverev in that semifinal. But you mentioned, Drew, it's Wednesday, and it's not just hub day. It's not just a whale capper Wednesday. It is a win total Wednesday, folks. 
And just because Andy's not here, it doesn't mean we're not going to do this. We did some on Monday. We'll do it again. NBA season is almost here. And before I get into the specific pick, Drew, I was looking into some historical stuff in terms of standings as I continue to try to tweak some of my win projections. And I was pretty surprised to learn this. But let me see what you think. What percentage of teams over the last five seasons have finished with a win percentage of 60% or better? Whew. Uh, 18 about 25%. Whoa. And, and on average, how many teams win 70% or more games? Oh, it's got to be 12. No, 70% or more they win. Oh, 70% or more of their games? Yeah. How many, oh, how, oh, how many go over their win total? Yeah, sorry. How many teams oh, go over 70% oh, oh, win rate? 90. It's got to be. Uh, I would say two teams on average go over 70% win oh, rate. Oh, so. number of teams. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> I had a I'm feeling on, you I'm, on, I'm on jet lag, man, man. I, I'm on Hawaiian time, and I got up at like 5 in the morning. So. I was just surprised by that, though. I, you know, I know some of the better teams are always in the higher 60s. I was surprised to see that we always have 70% winner or better. And as I started to look at the season, no matter how I tweak things, this Nets team looks spectacular to me. You go back and look at their schedule. They have one of the easier schedules, and not just simply because they don't have to play themselves. They have no six and nines, no five and sevens. They have they are tied for the least amount of three and four and back to backs. Um, I believe they're tied also. I'm sorry, they're middle of the road in terms of three and fours. They have a few more back to backs than everybody, but overall, the rest spots look to be pretty negligible. They're going to be in the Eastern Conference where they're going to have some easy wins night tonight. And all three of these guys are back. We've had an offseason for James Harden to get his weight under control, Kyrie Irving maybe to figure out what his vacation schedule looks like and getting that out to everybody a little bit early so they can plan for it. Kevin Durant looks to be back to pretty much Kevin Durant, you know, from what we saw in the Olympics and even at the end of the playoffs last year. 55 wins to me looks pretty low. I have them close to 60 wins. As I start to tweak some stuff, the range for me is right around like 58 to 61. I can even get them as high as 62 or 63. So I, I really like this over 55. And I know it's a high number, but something we talk a lot about from a bias perspective. I think some of these high numbers are too low. Some of the low numbers are a little too high. And we'll get into that over the next couple of weeks. But what do you think of the Nets here and their chance to win more than 55 and a half games? Well, between these two plays you have on the screen, I like Nets over 55 and a half significantly more. Ooh. And it's entirely based on injuries uh, and health. I mean, that's your big question mark about the Brooklyn Nets at this point. Um, I don't know that Kyrie Irving is as big an injury question mark as the other two guys, but uh, certainly um, – his motivation and whether he wants to play and whether he'll be there for you and be available for the full season is a question. Uh, Kevin Durant coming off of a, you know, a season where he was used at a, at a, you know, very high level and, you know, playing on a surgically repaired Achilles is a little spooky, um, short rest inclusive. Um, and then, uh, you know, but if, you know, all that said, if things go sideways for this net team, it's those two players that I'm concerned about more than I'm concerned about, James Harden playing a full season. And uh, even with uh, Harden as sort of your your guy carrying this Nets team, you're still getting to 55 and a half wins. But all of a sudden, that conference, Eastern Conference, becomes a little bit more of a challenge if you're not at full health in the playoffs. Um, so the fact that you're, you, know, you probably have reasonable comp prices there, right? And that's over 55 and a half is in the minus 110 range, I'm guessing. Yeah, just about that. Yeah, that's, and, you know, number one, you get to cash that and bet that money on the playoffs. And number two, uh, you know, I think it's a little more resilient to uh, some of the tail events, in, you know, affecting this team from an injury standpoint. 
Yeah, the 55 and a half wins, again, I was really heartened by looking at their schedule. I think they're going to have a chance to rest these guys and keep them fresh without actually having to sacrifice too many wins. You know, in terms of them to win the Eastern Conference, I think this is just a number that is only going to get worse as we go through the season. And as I start to look at the East, I think if the Nets can win the one seed, they'll get an opportunity that the Sixers blew last year, a chance to avoid Milwaukee, a chance to avoid the other team until the Eastern Conference Finals. I think you look at those first two rounds, they're going to be a huge favorite in that first round, a, a sizable favorite in the second round. And then it comes down to how does Milwaukee look at that point? You know, are the Sixers able to turn Ben Simmons into something or kind of reclaim that project? I couldn't really think of any other teams in the East that I could really see kind of upsetting the apple cart. I know a lot of people like to talk about Miami. I just don't think they have enough talent. Um, was there anybody else that stuck out to you in the East as really being a competitor, or is it, the, or is it just those three teams? I, it's really this is the you know it's the Nets Bucks, and I think whatever team makes it to that stage of the Eastern Conference Finals at at, uh, at a more healthy state uh, moves on to your moves on to your NBA Finals. Two teams. Yeah, Two teams in the East, I think, have a realistic shot. Yeah, that's I'm um, I'm optimistic. I still am a Joel Embiid believer, but it may just be my Sixers fandom overwhelming my brain and my ability to think logically about anything. It happens. Um, do like the Nets again. I think this number is only going to go down to have them to win the East, like that over 55 and a half. And of course. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor. You know, we call it WinBet Wednesday because the fine folks at WinBet let us do these shows. They let us do all the great work that you see here um, on the BetSperts Network. Make sure that you sign up. Again, you can see it's $1,000 risk-free bread in Michigan. Just about everywhere else, it's 500 I think, a few states. Make sure you use the links. You can find them in um, our Twitter profile and things like that. Um, again, you get that risk-free bet up to $500. We always like that. It's a good deal. And... We can't get you out of here, Drew, without talking a little bit football. Yeah. Thursday night, and, and I can't believe this, there's football. There's going to be football tomorrow, like real football, like football that counts. Tomorrow night, Drew, are you ready? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, my first CLV win of the season, it looks like. I played Tampa Bay at six and a half. Uh, so the fact that it is now across seven feels pretty damn good. Um, not going uh, not gonna to rest on my laurels, though. I still need Tampa Bay to get it done. Um but the handicap in this game is not all that complicated. Tampa Bay has one of the most diverse and dangerous set of wide receiving and uh, passing game weapons in the NFL, and Dallas's coverage stinks. Uh, so if Tom Brady is sitting in a comfortable pocket picking apart this Dallas defense, he pretty much gets to pick his score. Uh, on the flip side, you have a Dak Prescott coming off of a, a pretty gruesome injury uh, behind an offensive line that could be missing their best player and Zach Martin and going up against a pass rush that comes at you in waves. Uh, so this is mismatch on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, if Dallas covers, it's a backdoor. Uh, or it's referee assisted. I don't think uh, you know. I don't think this is a one-score game uh, under most scenarios. So I played Tampa Bay at again at six and a half. So obviously I'm not running to the window to lay eight now. Um, but uh, this should be um, this should be a, a good win for uh, the banner race. So no interest in trying to maybe set up a nice juicy middle here. Grab Dallas plus eight, and you've got the middle on seven. Yeah. No, I think you're going to have a chance to play Dallas at halftime here because I think Tampa Bay is going to be up two scores at half. Uh, and I think Dallas is a team that I, I don't mind backing in comeback mode because they have a pretty they, – they've they invested all the, all the money they put into their offseason was really into the run stop. Uh, and so all that – you know that, that's not going to win you games in the football league, but uh, it is going to – 
give you more chances for your you know more opportunities for your offense to score points so uh just a little preview of the deep dive halftime scope uh we'll be either looking for a dallas plus the points or a dallas team total over on thursday is my guess i am excited and did we hear um about mr martin the guard from dallas are we is he officially out yet i heard there was a sliver of hope he might play yeah, there's a sliver of hope, but uh, you know we won't know till closer to game time. That, yeah, he he moves and he does move the needle. I mean, if uh, if you want Dallas in the points, I don't think it's going any further. <laughs> I don't. Th- I mean, you know, you, if you shop Maybe around, you'll, you can half. find an eight and a half. But you know, that doesn't really doesn't really phase me one way or the other. Eight, eight and a half here. So uh, realistically, I think um, you can. Uh, you can fire away on Dallas at this point, and all you're going to get is good news in terms of Zach Martin coming back, and maybe it moves back into the seven and a half range. Um, but uh, I'm I will not be joining you on that middle. I will be uh, waiting patiently for a better opportunity to fire Dallas. All right, I'll be patient too. And this isn't a Thursday night football thing, but our buddy Patrick in the chat asked, "What the fuck is going on with the total in the Bears Rams game?" I'm looking here at Sportsbook Review. It looks like it opened around 45 and a half, and there are some interesting numbers here. I'm seeing as high as 47. It looks like a few places haven't updated. Some place called Betmania may still have a 44 somewhere. Any idea what's going on? Patrick thinks it might be a, uh, a little bit of a head fake here and somebody setting up the under. But what do you think, again, of this Bears-Rams game, and does the total moving up make sense to you? If there was a head fake, Patrick, it was the other way. <laughs> this went from 45 down to 44 before it rocketed up uh in the last 48 hours to 47 and a half at pinnacle um that's an aggressive move it speaks to someone out there with a very strong opinion that either the and honestly the fact that the that the side has not moved the side is seven and a half that speaks to somebody having higher confidence that the pace of the game is going to be faster um or that there's potential for uh you know there's there's either um somebody on the bears isn't playing and somebody knows about it or uh there's an expectation that i have not heard verified that uh justin fields will take the field in the second half for andy dalton because that's if, if this was a justin fields versus the rams game then 44 was laughably low because his ability to evade the rush behind that pathetic excuse for an offensive line would at least keep the plays alive and he would you know get you a couple extra points here and there uh on top of the fact that he could make a key mistake and give you six points going the other way um whereas andy dalton is just going to be ground into a pulp if he takes every snap of this game so it's it's the current side in total would imply a 27 20 ish kind of game which uh you know how the Rams get to 27, I can see it. How the Bears get to 20 uh, is is a mystery to me. That's what I was thinking. Fields. The Rams team total over which was kind of what I was looking at. I've been eyeing that up for Sunday. I think there's also a good chance if Dalton plays or even if Fields gets in that we're going to get a turnover score here. I think we'll see an interception or two, maybe a fumble again, given how bad that line is. So given that propensity, I think, for a possible Rams defensive score, I was thinking Rams team total over. But I agree, it's kind of over or past, despite some questions about the Bears. Sounds good. All right. Last thing before we wrap up, it is Thursday Night Football, and our other sponsor here, Prize Picks, giving away a really fun promo. Make sure you use the code BETSPERTSNFL, and you get $50 in free play money if Tom Brady completes a pass. 
Now, I don't know what the odds are of Tom Brady completing a pass, Drew, but I think it's probably about as close to 100% as something gets, would you think? Uh, it is. as That is as close as it gets, yeah. I think the only way this happens if maybe he hurts himself walking through the tunnel, knock on wood, maybe whatever his juice he had before the game isn't sitting well enough with him, I don't know. It would be really hard for this not to happen. So make sure you sign up. As always, Price Picks really great. You can put together a bunch of kind of fantasy props, two, three, four, five at a time for payouts up to as high as 10 times the amount. But this is a great opportunity to get on and get your free $50. And that just about does it for us, folks. Thank you again, Drew, for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you back on soon. Make sure everybody you watch the deep dive. Make sure you get the deep dive halftime show. I don't know what your halftime record was last year, but it was pretty fantastic. I think you guys were pretty close to 69% win rate, if I had to guess. It was in the ballpark, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you catch that. Andy will be back tomorrow live from Vegas. Again, the boys are hanging out there. So we will see you then. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Until tomorrow. Mm -hmm.